Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Fearless Ones podcast. On this week's episode, Kevin and I dive into the title, What It Really Means to Be Like Jesus. And that begins with the word intimacy. It's a fantastic episode. It's going to really challenge you to slow down and understand the concepts that we are unpacking to completely see God, see the Father, see Jesus, see His Spirit in an entirely new way and give you this inspiration to live a transformed life in the freedom that He already paid for. Thanks for tuning in to the Fearless Ones podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fearless Ones podcast, where we build fearless people who create and lead a fearless generation. Matt Ham and Kevin Adams with you on this fantastic Friday. Kevo, what's up, brother? Hey, hey. Well, uh, it looks a little gray and wet out there. Uh, I guess the whole East Coast is kind of like that right now. But Yeah, a little late, little late season uh, tropical rain, uh, but it's good. We needed it, man. So Yeah. Rain, maybe the rain tropical lightning. That would be good. <laughs> Stand outside with my mouth open wide. <laughs> I think I may have me one after after our uh, – I got a lunch appointment. So, uh, but yeah, it's a good day. It's good to see you. And uh, we got a new idea to dig into and hopefully encourage some folks. That- Absolutely, man. We've been getting uh, just great feedback on the show. I was telling you in text message that last week's episode, I got more feedback on it than we have in recent weeks. Just a lot of people text messaging me. I'm sure the same for you, sending messages into us, commenting on the show, um, just about how much they appreciated the vulnerability there and how it opened them up to you know see things from a different perspective, which is always our heartbeat. And sometimes yeah. folks just need a little bit of a prompting to do that. And for those right. who missed last week's show, do go back and check it out. It was all about the the power of vulnerability and how people often overlook the reality that Jesus was vulnerable. Um, right. And and we shared some of the the hardest parts, if you will, of what it means to make disciples. And so this week, Kev, we're going to carry on with that idea um, in a different way. And I'm going to pass that off to you. But real quick. <clears throat> Before we do, I wanted to throw a graphic up on the screen and just give a quick shout out to some of our corporate uh, sponsors sure. and partners. Absolutely, um, These are our people. Well, I'll get our face out of the way and pop this up. Um, these are the folks that help sponsor and partner with what we are doing. And so they give each month um, as a way uh, to facilitate and forward the mission and message of Fearless, uh, both here for this broadcast as well as the work we do individually, making disciples, also our faith and business initiative in Wilmington and Raleigh. And so uh, we have to say thank you to these folks for believing and, and supporting and continuing to support as we move forward. And so if you're a business owner or someone who wants to partner, just know there's other folks that are doing this and we invite you to jump in and do the same. So Kev, I just felt like it was appropriate to, to do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We are thankful, and uh, we, you know, we we definitely want to help help our our, our uh, supporters. Uh, we want to connect people and, and help them grow their businesses. And I think one thing we've got uh, you can say about us, you can say a lot of things, but one thing is is we we, we speak from the heart. We speak as earnestly as we can, and 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 uh, try to be pure about that. But these these are all good folks, and uh, we we definitely hope that uh 
uh, you, you can do business with them just like we do. Uh, they're an extension of who we are because they're made out of people. <laughs> right. Good, good people. Well, yeah, that's part, that's part that. of the community dynamic is when people come right. into the community and say, hey, do you know somebody that could help with this? Or, hey, and so right. it's that bring what you have concept. And this is right. our take on the book of Acts where you have a right. community, kind of a network. You know, we talk right. about fearless in a way, the life center being the hub uh, of a wheel that is connected to all these different spokes, to all these different individuals and mm-hmm. being able to connect those dots. So uh, just know right. that's part of what's going on here. But anyway, I wanted to say that and say thank you before we dive into the topic today, but wanted to pass that on to you, man, and, and uh, kind of lay down what we're getting into. Yeah. Well, um, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're not talking about a network here. We're talking about uh, blood bought relationships and right. we put that first and, uh, but people have ways of expressing who God is through them and uh, their talents and all that. And there's a lot to it. And if, if you listen to us, you know, or if you work with, with me or, or Matt or whatever, you, you know this already. But um, one of the things to, to, to build into or lead into the, the specific of what does it mean? What does it really mean to be like Jesus? Um, I mean, that's our goal. So before we jump into that, let's look just at a second. Uh, you know, one of the things we're getting ready to redo, and I appreciate everybody being patient with our website. You know, there's no hot sauce on there. And, hey, when's it going to do this and that? And we're getting ready to do all that. And I've just been working through it and revamping it. You have to really think through it all before you, you know, measure five times and cut ones. Right. Spend, spend money once. But uh, I did want to, uh, one of the things that I wanted to, uh, I'm pointing at my little screen here, so I'll, I'll, I got a lot of stuff open, but uh, the simplest definition of, you know, we're here to go and make disciples. That is the Great Commission. The Great Commission is not simply go and share the good news. Mm. It, it, it is to go and make disciples. And that right there has been left out. And, uh, you know, we, we if you go back to, to Jesus for a second and, and, and who he is, he is our, our savior. You know, he's the perfect lamb of God, but we don't emulate that part of him, that, mm. that he, we don't hang on a tree for other sins. He did that. Right. So he did that so we could be free and live in that freedom. So being his disciple does not mean we emulate the God man. We, we emulate the man. Um, mm. And he is the first and the last, but he is the head, but he's also and was also human. So that's what we have to isolate that out. So being a disciple <clears throat> means to follow or, or be a student. And, you know, there's a lot of definitions, but most people understand that. So what we do, and this will lead back to the topic, <clears throat> is we teach people how to uh, completely live within the freedom that Jesus paid for. <clears throat> It's really important to understand that he paid not only for heaven one day, right? Eternal life. Right. But he also paid for us to be free right now. That means right this minute, you know, don't go another second and live uh, and don't live in freedom. So it's really important. All right. The second thing is uh, we teach them how to actually become like Jesus to others. So, you have to learn to live in freedom, which means your strongholds and fears and all that gets washed away. And you don't have to live in that anymore. The second thing, and this is very elementary, is, again, to 
teach people how to actually become like Jesus to others. That's what we've got to do, right? It's huge. It's not just preaching from a pulpit and, you know, being able to quote scripture and, you know, we're way beyond that. Right. Right. Those things are fine, but that's people it's just tend to have a tendency to, to just write it off and move on and go, go, well, go watch like football to your point, and check out. yeah to your point that's not the goal exactly right i think you're frozen up or maybe i'm frozen <laughs> no i think i think it may be me but we'll just kind of push through here am i still frozen to you nope you're you're good you're i'm good. good now okay um I think the the thing I was trying to get out was is that we've made the starting point the goal. And right. you know, the starting point is is that and the goal is to be like Jesus. And so I just wanted to kind of reiterate yeah. and hit that again that yeah. the purpose of becoming a Christian is not getting somebody saved, not to get other That's people right. saved, not to, right. you know, uh ga- gather only gather and, and worship or whatever and, and you sing a song. The right. purpose of being a Christian is to live in the freedom that Jesus's blood paid for now. Right. And to learn to be like him to the world around you. That's right. And then there, and then the third thing is to teach, teach them. I'm, I'm reading off my screen to teach them to live out their specific, unique purpose on earth while they are here, mm-hmm. uh, which is their way of making disciples. And, you know, I, I think people push back on that a lot because they just have this mental image that, well, unless you're going to Africa and passing out mosquito nets, I mean, that's so nineties. I'm so just sick of all that crap, but, uh, it, or if you're not a pulpit preacher or you're not, uh, you know, a gifted teacher or something that you cannot go and make disciples. And that is absolute, uh, baloney, man. And, and it needs to be dispelled. And so coming back to our topic today, what does it really mean to be like Jesus helps us answer these questions in a way that people can walk away with and hold on to and, and kind of chew on and be encouraged by. So we're not meant we are corporately like Jesus uh, in, in those, you know, in those ways. Uh, we're all the same. We're all brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, in the family, we're siblings, but just like in any family, I don't know about your family, but you know, your kids are all different and mine are different. And, uh, you know, the, I'm different from my brother, et cetera. So sure. what happens when we do it together? Guess what? We're starting to see a picture of something. So that's where we're going. But, but ultimately it goes back to the question of what does it really mean? Not just the freedom, but what does it mean? You know, being like Jesus. So what do we think about that? So before, before we talk about it, one other thing is uh, a couple of questions. Um, I just wanted to, uh, I think every week, maybe we'll try to do this a little more. It seems to be uh, good to, for people to hear. But uh, so a, a couple of questions that and I've just, these are things I've run into recently. But, but one is a simple question. How can I be like Jesus when, <laughs> when he's literally Jesus? You know, um, how can I be like Jesus if he's Jesus? Yeah, yeah, okay, right, right. Like, like, well, it's the, the idea, I think, that well, he's God and you know, I'm not, so yeah, yeah, I understand I'm supposed to imitate him, but what does it mean? Because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with where is the line there, so that's one of the questions. 
The other one is what's the best thing I can do as a parent? I mean, how can I be like Jesus to my parents or to, excuse me, to my children, <laughs> your parents too. Right. 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 <laughs> but, but I think a lot of people um, either have children or, you know, their children are grown up and, and uh, you know, you really get a trajectory view from that point. But, but anyway, those are just a couple of questions that we can, I think we can, uh, uh, answer we can either do it now or or yeah uh, later well, I, I have a thought real quick and then i'll let you steer yeah, it whatever direction sure. you want to yeah. um you know i i need to say i feel compelled to say that um i i feel like there's a lot of people who call themselves a christian believe genuinely um mm-hmm. have had that moment of repentance and asked you know all of that kind of stuff but they're, they're stuck because they haven't been taught because our culture has not perpetuated teaching right. that helps people understand like a true picture of who Jesus was and the true call of what it means to be a Christian, right? Like right. modern cultural Christianity is so far away from the way that Jesus set it out to be and what we see in the book of Acts that it's such a foreign concept that it's like learning a new language. And so a lot of people um, shy away from it and they fall back into uh, what we call Egypt. And, and to this point, you know, um, had a had a lunch this week with someone who they got saved, you know, came to know the Lord and later in their life. And, and it was probably five or six years ago. And they're getting to the place where it's like they've eaten all the food on that table and they know that there's more. But yet in searching for more, they haven't really found it. And so they're stuck in this place. And I said, well, it's so apropos because this is Israel when they were in the wilderness going, it would be better to be back in Egypt. And so many people retreat to this Egypt of the modern Christian culture world rather than pressing through the wilderness, through the difficulty, asking the questions, being refined and moving into the freedom that God has for them. So I wanted to use that as kind of a catalyst to tell people, like, um, if you're not hungry to press through into the fullness that Christ has, really think about the implications of what that means for your for your faith, for what you say you believe. And so anyway, that was just my kind of caveat or set up, if you will. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, it's just true. It's easier to go backwards and retreat and get in comfort and all that and we know that's just not right and it's not from God. And uh, if you don't like it then talk to him about it, but uh, we're moving forward and hopefully uh, if you got a willing heart, you're going to move forward with us. So, um, but um, so, so when we think about what does it mean to be like Jesus? Um, it, it definitely means forward motion, you know, to speak from what you're talking about um, <clears throat> to answer one of those questions, I think, uh, well, maybe we should come back to that. Let's, let's just talk about what it means, and then we'll come back to those questions. Maybe okay. a little more sensible. My notes today are scattered; they're all over the place. So <laughs> I, I gotta, you know, this is kind of a uh, put together. Not not as uh, I didn't have as much time this morning, but um, <clears throat> so if we look at uh, the human, the man of Jesus, because that again, that's what we need to emulate. We we have to recognize. So, so we can just look at a couple things here. Um, one thing is we, we have to uh, learn to be, uh, to, to work from where we're from, which is heaven, 
and you know, I know some people don't like that either, but we're not, we're, we're in the world, not of it. You know, this world's not our home. We're from God. We're his idea. He created us. He invented us. He thought us up, each of us uniquely. And then also who we are corporately and made in his image and all these things. So th this is not debatable. If you want to waste time on that, that's fine. But uh, so just let's go there. So we have to be like Jesus. That's what it means to become his disciples, not just following him around and learning the, the similitudes and beatitudes and memorizing. It is learning to experience the ways of God versus knowing about God. And that means uh, we have to become a vessel. We are branches. Branches don't, uh, they don't manufacture, they don't produce, they bear. Women do not produce children, they bear children. It takes a mother and a father, and God works through them, and, and the women bear them. So a branch bears them. So a vessel or a conduit is a pass-through. That's what the man of Jesus was for us, and that's what we must become for others uh, from him. So just hold on to that thought for a second. And it, it, it's not that tricky, but you have to slow down and eat it like you would a filet. You, you, you savor it, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to, let's back up a little. We have to look at, at our view of God. One of the things I run into the most uh, or, or a lot is people's view of God keeps them stuck in quicksand mm -hmm. and you know it it's because they don't understand and it, it's not that, that they're not wise or great people or smart or anything like that it's because that they, they haven't uh had to um, go to that place uh that depth of where, where god reveals who he is to you and um it, it's not a slight of them or their character it's it's actually the way the enemy keeps us blind from it because he didn't want sure. us to know this but uh that said um we have to become vessels we have to learn about god's goodness truly not not just in our head you know but in our in our heart in our core and it will connect with our spirit man and it it's there's nothing like it one of the guys I work with has gotten a hold of this, and uh, he's a younger guy, but he's 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 a, just a, a really amazing young man. I love him to death, and uh, uh, he he is uh, uh, he he he's he's holding on to it like he's just got it. He's excited about getting up every day and just being who God made him to be, and it changes the landscape around you. All right, so so just to back up a little bit. Jesus says he is in us. This is, uh, you know, we, we got to pull a couple of verses. I don't have those open, but he does say that he is in us. Mm -hmm. And he also says we're in him. All right. So that that's paradoxical. So you have to look at that as a one way highway, right? We're not here. If we're vessels and he's in us, and yet we're in him. We're in him. We're in his authority on earth. We are meant to be his hands and feet. We're meant to be a way for him to express himself uniquely um, and to work with each other for the good of the whole. And when we do that by allowing God, and yes, we get to choose this and he chooses to be vulnerable to us in that, right? 
but we let him work through us outward. And when we do that, what we feel his presence and we feel satisfaction in it. And all that weird old school humanistic thing that's decaying, like I got to get more money. I got to take care of my future. It's all about my legacy. It's all about this. It just dies. It dies. It's just, it withers away. And then you feel life and vibrant. You feel like you, you can begin to feel purpose again, real solid purpose. So, so that what I'm trying it's, this is a difficult concept. So I'm trying to go slow and I, I don't talking a lot, but, but think of, God the Father in heaven. Think of the Son. Where is the Son, right? He's Jesus the man is not here on earth anymore. Some people don't like that. He's just not. Um, he is where? He's at the right hand of the Father. Where is the Father? In heaven. Okay, so you, you picture, a, you know, I, I draw a little circle, but you've got the, the Son and the Father and the Spirit. Think about, you know, nine o'clock. 12 o'clock and, and three o'clock and then draw a line underneath that. That's heaven. Then earth is underneath it. We're, we're at the six. Guess what mm. the number of man is six. Um, so we are here. So we, we go through the sun to have a relationship with the father, just like a clock, right? Jesus introduces us to the father. The father fills us with the spirit. The spirit works through us. Now, that's what it means to be a vessel. We let that out wherever we go. Now, everybody doesn't need to do the same thing. You don't need, you know, to carry around a sinner's prayer and all that stuff. And when can I get you to my church and get you baptized and all that? You know, if that happens, great. I've baptized a lot of people at this point, and uh, it's always rewarding, and, and I cherish that, but I care less, way less about that than, are you free? Are you free, Matt? You know, are you free? Uh, so, so think about the concept of being a vessel. So, so don't just walk around and go, yeah, man, we're vessels of, of the living God. And then go back to the grind. Yeah. You, you need to feel what that feels like. You need to begin to step in and experience this. And once you taste it, keep going, you'll see God working through you. And there is nothing more satisfying ever. So that's just the concept. He's in us, through us. We're in him. We're in his authority. We don't pray in his name like a lucky charm. We pray within his authority. So when we're talking to the father, we're doing it through the son. So we don't have to beg him for anything. We got to stop all that stuff. That doesn't mean don't cry out to him when, when you're in pain. I'm not saying that. I'm saying quit begging him to do the same thing over and over. Say, Lord, you got it your way. You know, I'm excited. I know you'll do it. How and when is up to you. I'm just going to stand on it and be your kiddo. Move on. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, the vessel concept is all I was trying to get out. And that long winded thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's funny. I drew, so I'm going to put this up for just those who are watching the video to see that's the kind of image that you highlighted there. The clock with the father, the son, the Holy spirit, the line, heaven on earth and us. I just wanted to put that up there on the show for those who get the visual to see that visual. Yeah. Cause that's super helpful. Um, when we understand that this is the nature of how it's created, right. And mm -hmm. how it's supposed to work. 
And then when we slow down long enough to understand that our role is to be a vessel to carry his presence and his goodness into the world through us. And that means uh, the gifts that we've been given. That means mm -hmm. the work we've been called to do. You know, it, it right. forces us to break off this modern concept that this is my business. This is the work I do. You know, this is this part of my life and this is my yeah. faith. And right. that's just old school, you know, uh, bad theology, uh, bad understanding of who God is. And so I go back to reiterate what you said is people are often lost, misguided, discouraged because they have an improper view of God an improper understanding of who he is. And so all of right. this, this conversation here was to help set up a proper view of who right. God is, how he made us, how we are called to be vessels. And so just to, to bring into yeah. that. Together. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot of deep stuff and it takes time, but, uh, but it's not, it's not complicated. It's just, it's just, it's <laughs> the train's been going in the wrong direction for so long that uh, uh it you know we are where we are you look around and you can see the world and, uh you know it's not doom and gloom though if you're his uh you have lots of hope and you can see through it and uh, you know he's doing good things um but what are we we are impatient you know we we, we bitch and moan and whine and all that and and so this is a way to live free and satisfied and and knowing you have great value like you're priceless, but, but not just saying it, like feeling it, getting up every day. Um, all right. So, um, so, so when we are that vessel, right, a branch, that means that we have to be able to receive from one end and what comes out of the other fruit. What, yeah. What we have to offer. So think about this. We, and I'm not talking about just the day-to-day -day stuff. And, and, you know, we're talking about a principle here. So it's something you walk around holding on to. Um, we are not meant to look to people to receive from them. We are, mm. we are here to receive from God. And, and all right, so, so that's really, really important to get hold of. Now, what it does is it removes the agenda. Now, one of the people, one of the, the reasons that people like to spend time with me, especially people who are in unique positions or have plenty, is they know that there's no agenda. Like, I don't get that pitter pat. You know, uh oh, what can I get out of this? That's, I don't have that. And I'm being sincere about it because I know my value. And it, it these petty resources, they just decay. The Bible's true. Who I am, who you are, who that person might be. That's, the, that's who God made. That's what matters. Man. That's what matters. So, so it doesn't matter what you accumulate or what you get by inheritance or what you work hard and get. None of that really matters. It matters what you do with it. But, but, but when you think about this, we as a vessel, we have a, a receiving uh, end and an offering end. Hmm. So let, let's talk about the, the, the idea of, you know, people are caught up in, in the, in the idea of serving God. 
Well, I, I, I don't even necessarily, I know that's a biblical kind of word, but, but it, 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 the meaning of it gets lost. Just like bondservant does not mean slave. It means a voluntary thing. You know, Paul was a bondservant, but he volunteered. He wasn't, God didn't enslave him. So, so slavery is evil. Being a bondservant to the living God is good. That's being a vessel, right? So the words get, get kind of tossed around like salad. But we've got to stop aiming so hard to serve God. We need to aim instead to please our Father. You can feel the difference in the state. And then when we please Him, what it, that means He wants to give to us. He's the giver. People hate this because yeah. they want to be God. They want to be God. And the, I'm not saying they say that. I'm saying they want to. I want, I got to do it. I got to, it's not about your hard work and your effort. It's about learning to be vulnerable, to be his, to be his vessel. He made you. Our job is to be that receptor for him to pour through. And then we can serve other people. That's where you go. You everywhere I go, I'm thinking, what can I offer? What can I give? Now I get ticked off when people don't reciprocate sometimes and I'm killing myself to try to teach him something. But that's just day-to-day normal human stuff. I'm talking about knowing your value. Yeah. You receive from God, you give to people. Yeah. Right? Again, we're talking about being like Jesus, right? Yeah. So I, I want to bring this in, a story from this week. I had the opportunity to meet with a, a young uh, person who um, just laid off and they're looking and what do I do? And, you know, I'm nervous about my interview and all this kind of stuff. And it's funny, the thing the Lord gave me for them in that moment, as I said, you will not be nervous when you realize that the person you're interviewing with can give you nothing. You know what I mean? I, and I was challenging them. I said, God is the one who gives you things, not this person in front of you. Yeah. So you just have to be yourself to this person. I said, you're nervous because you think this person can give something to you or take something away from you. When when you come from a place of going, I'm just going to offer who I am. I'm just going to tell you about how awesome I am and what I can bring to value your business. Then you're free and let the decision, you know what I mean, lay in their lap and you, you're you just that. So use that as a, yeah. as a snapshot. And I really yeah. want to challenge right. our listeners, Kevin. I really want to challenge our listeners to go through this again slowly. I'm going to make a clip of this and mm. share it out on social. But like the, the mistake that we make is thinking that we receive from people and give right to God. I love what you said here. We, we receive from God and we give to people. It's that upside down kingdom thing, right? We're here to please God and, and serve man. And so I really just want to challenge folks to go back through what you've said slowly and let this concept take root in your heart because it's transformational and it's not being taught. Yeah. Well, and that's what we teach. Um, and we teach it in depth and walk with you through the whole thing. These are just little snapshots of stuff we've been teaching for a long time now, right. but it, but it needs to be repeated. It's timeless and, uh, it, it's high time. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you think about the flow of that little chart that, uh, you know, I talked about earlier and you drew it out, I mean, we've got it, you know, uh, documented, but, uh, for the sake of, those who can't see it, just think about it that way. It's, it's, uh, 
it's it's never ending. It, it, you know, a circle, a uh, wedding ring, right? It means infinity, or it, it's it's never ending. So, every God designed everything um, uh, in, in that way. So it doesn't end. We're always going through the Son to the Father. The Father fills us with the Spirit, and we're right now. We're here. So it doesn't mean we're not looking forward to heaven or anything like that. It means it, it becomes a waste of time at some point, unless you just want to sit around and, you know, navel gaze over what it could be like. You don't know. You're not going to know until then. It's going to be fantastic. So what do you do right now? And that's why being like Jesus has to be clear to people. So think about this. Jesus did not uh, say I wrote it down earlier. Jesus, uh, he, he, he did not come to build churches. How many churches did he build? And how many religions did he establish? He did not come to establish a religion. He didn't. And, and, and we, we don't like that either. We, we, we keep thinking, well, he came to build the church. And, and you know, but yet we, we're schizo about it because, well, that's the building over there. Well, no, it's the people, but it's just the people over here. Well, it, it, so in order to, it doesn't mean that those things aren't important. It just means that you have to come back to, to center. You have to, this whole thing has to be recalibrated because it isn't working, you know, better marketing and coffee shops and all that. It, that doesn't work. It might make people feel good for a moment. I don't want to get off on that tangent, but you have to get up every day and know that you are part of something, but your part of it is, is priceless. And Matt, your part of it is priceless. And when we do it together, it's got God uh, as the, as the head of it. And then God works through us and pours out. And it's not one plus one equals two. It's one plus one plus God equals a million or a thousand. It, it's it's a hundred, you know, 30, 60, hundredfold return. Yeah. So you don't have to, to do this. You have to step into it and let him do it through you. And, you know, there's a lot of clever ways to say it. Um, but to me, I'm just trying to go slow and, and help people understand the concept of it because it's it's the greatest thing there is and most people spend their lives trying to figure this out and 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 that's that's what we do is we help you understand it walk in it and then live it out in a way where you start seeing fruit so you know in, in romans 8 it says those who are led by the spirit these are the sons of god and it's a masculine term but it means his children Jesus said, come to me like little children, right? So, so Jesus is not only teaching us what it means, he's setting the example, all right? So, so we have to be willing to receive from God and give to people. That is Jesus. That is exactly what he did, mm. all right? How do we know that? Well, I mean, I think most people know this, you know, any, anybody that knows a little bit about scripture. But let's take a second and look at a couple verses here, Um one is uh, John five nineteen through 20. Uh, let me click on that and read it. John five nineteen through 20. This is an NLT. It's very simple. It says, uh, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. Now, this is the man of Jesus, right? Hmm. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works 
and healing this man, then you will truly be astonished. Okay. So, I mean, we know Jesus tells us that we'll do greater things. Well, he's, it, it, this is amazing to me. So what Jesus is showing us is what it means to be a vessel for the Father. He doesn't say pray to me. It doesn't mean you can't pray to Jesus. It just means he says pray to the Father. He says our Father, model prayer, right? So Jesus is ushering us in. Yes, he's the narrow gate. He is the Savior. Mm. You know, we can't, those words can never come out of my mouth to, to say anything other than that. That is true. But he was also a man. And so we have to separate that to understand what to emulate and what to, to just receive. So he was also a vessel. Um, here's another one. Please, you know, I don't want to take over here, so jump in. But let me read this one real quick. John 12, 49, I'm scrolling. Um, For I had never spoken on my own initiative or authority. But the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment regarding what to say and to speak. Hmm. So we got two different passages there where Jesus is saying he's a vessel for the Father. And, uh, so, you know, what does that mean? This is, we're, we're not talking about, you know, some magical guy with a wand flying around in golden underwear and zapping angels and, you know, doing magic tricks to heal people. And I, know that, <laughs> I know that's... We've talked about that so many times. It's, it's silly anymore. It, you know, I catch people off guard with it sometimes. Well, the, the, the reality is, though, is that's how people have painted Jesus. Right. And so therefore, they believe that it's unattainable. So yeah. therefore, they don't try to live like him. Right. And they fall back into the complacency of their life and go, well, that was Jesus. And, you know, I'm just going to settle for a few good deeds. And so when right. you start to... You know, it's really it's really powerful. The concept I've got two two thoughts. One, the powerful concept that's hitting me with all of this is your view of God is absolutely going to influence how you begin to love and, and serve those around you, right? right. And if you believe, um, you know, this idea, um, and I, I'm going to use this as an example, right? Um, there are literally people who believed that Jesus would have loved his neighbor and put the mask on his face. There are people who believed that Yeah, they truly believed that. So yeah. they were living from this place as if they're trying mm -hmm. to please Jesus. And Jesus right. went up to the leper maskless and touched him. Yeah. He, he was not sick, right? He, he carried this thing out. There was no fear. And so a misconception of who Jesus was is going to influence yeah. actions. And so make sure you know right who Jesus was. That's kind of one little snapshot there. And, and you can yeah. speak in a second. I know you probably want to. The other thing, no, the other thing is <clears throat> I hear a lot of people talk about my Jesus. That's my Jesus, my Jesus, my Jesus. And, and it really hit me. It's like, he's not your Jesus, right? Like I, I hear what you're saying and there could be a pure heart in saying this, but <clears throat> God gave us the son as a gift and we give the son to other people. He's not my Jesus. If he is your Jesus, he's your Jesus to give away, right? And and a, a lot your of homeboy, yeah, that's right. It's like it's like, but they hoard Jesus. It's like they just want to get Jesus and stuff him in their pocket and hold on to him for themselves. And it's like their little trinket they carry around. 
instead right. of the man that they let pour out of themselves into the world around them. So those are just kind of two right. ways that I thought about this to really challenge people to um, understand how yeah. you view him and how you're letting him out. Yeah, no, that, that's a, that's a, a encouraging. And uh, I think that, you, you know, it's, it's like uh, you, we have to, we have to put boards uh, you know, one board at a time in the wall, we have to build the house slowly and gradually, but, but it, 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 if you just take a minute and really let it in your heart and think about this, God is good. You know, people say God is good. And, you know, all the time, God is good. You know, that thing. And it's, it's, it's true, hmm. but they don't really know what it means. Right. And, and, and you can't know what it means unless you've had the, the blessing of completely and utterly relying upon him Mm -hmm. and for most people that takes great loss great pain great struggle if you volunteer it you know wonderful um but uh, but most people so so the more you know you've been forgiven the more you know that god is good and it it really works that way so a lot of people you know look at me and they say well you don't have a whole lot you know, it, it's not because I couldn't go out and make plenty. I could. I'm a smart guy. And I know what the heck I'm doing. So uh, it's but my heart is not about that. It's about being a vessel. And and so what what that ultimately means is we have to 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 understand that while we're here, which is a quick you know moment on on this planet is we have to look at God the way he wants us to see him. So so what are those three ways? You know, Jesus is the vessel. He's teaching us to be a vessel by example. That means we teach others first by example. Mm. We have to do the things that we see him doing because that's what he's doing. He's listening to the Father, Father through him. Now we're through that. Uh, mechanism, which we explained earlier. Don't get overwhelmed by it. Just remember, we're receiving from heaven. We're offering into the world. We're his hands and feet, okay? So that means, though, we have to see God as God. We have to see him in the way he wants to be seen. So that means there are three simple, intimate ways, right? Child, sonship, um, and the attributes that go with being a child of God. It's not just something to say. It's something to hold on to in your heart. God Mm -hmm. sees you through the sun as a child, sin-free, just as his beautiful child. And if you don't walk around and let yourself feel that, you're missing it. You got to feel it. Man, I I just jump for joy and I, I feel like weeping when I think about this. He loves me so much, right? He, and I know you feel the same way. That you need to feel that. You need to let that in your heart and guard anything from taking it. All right. So that's one attribute or one thing, one way that God sees us. He describes this. This is scripture. This is about intimacy. You know, faith is getting you to intimacy with God. It's not just about having faith, it's about getting to an intimate place in a relationship. The other way he sees you as spouse. We are the bride of the bridegroom. Now that's very corporate and it's not a, you know, it's not gender and all that crap. It's, it's the spiritual depth of being the one that Jesus protects, provides for covers. That's 
what it means to be the bride and we do it together. But there's attributes there and they're intimate and they're special. And we have to feel that with God. All right. And then the last one, uh, and there's more, but these are the main three, right? You know, the last one is friend, right? Right. And, and even how he describes friendship and he, he's done that. He laid his life down for us. So everything he's showing us. So what does it mean to be his friend? He says, I no longer call you slaves, but friends. What does it mean? There's intimacy there. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be the bride? What does it mean to be his child? Mm -hmm. We have these on earth. I'm convinced, absolutely convinced that God gave us these relationships on earth. Those are the best three relationships you can have. The most intimate things. If you got those three, you've got it all. But I think they're practice for heaven. I think they're practice for eternity because our relationship with him is that is those things. So, mm. so we, we got, <laughs> got a lot of practice on earth. <laughs> yeah, right. But the key in all this is to be like Jesus. We have to have an intimate relationship with the father through the son. Not just my baby Jesus in my pocket and, you know, right. advice dancing, you know, Ricky Bobby Jesus, uh -huh. which, you know, it, 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 it's, it's good to talk about him, but it's Jesus was pointing us somewhere. And, and, you know, we don't want to stop it at square one on the monopoly board, just getting people saved, getting people saved. We have to go and make disciples. That means we have to understand what it means to be like Jesus. And that's the Great Commission. Yeah. So uh, I'm not poo-poo and, you know, go share the good news with people. I'm saying you, you better live it out in front of them and walk with them. And then they will see it in you. They will see Jesus in action and they will want to know more about him. And they'll feel it if you if you are patient with them. Yeah. And if, if they're not and their heart isn't ready, you know, you can dust your feet off and move on. And that's okay, too. So anyway. I, when you're talking about this idea of God is my friend, you know, I had this really cool picture of uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. And I, and I share this that somebody might go look it up or maybe they'll watch the movie and maybe the Lord will speak to them through it. So that's the point. Um, yeah. The movie Tombstone. Um there's a beautiful part in the movie Tombstone, which I love. Val Kilmer in that movie as Doc Holliday is one of the greatest supporting actor roles ever. But there's a there's a spot in the end of the movie where he goes, Wyatt Earp is my friend. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that. Like, wow, he came to Wyatt's side to fight the Cowboys and the Red Bandits or whatever when he was like. And it was like, man, that's really a cool picture for me that like. Yeah that, that, that God is my friend, right? That right. Jesus is my friend. Like he is coming alongside us to fight these battles with us. And so we right. know we have a friend. It's not just some novel right. idea. It's actually a real tangible thing to go. You are not walking. Yay. Do I walk through the Valley of shadow? I fear not either. Cause you are with me. Well, who is with me? Well, guess what? Jesus is in <laughs> the spirit. Right. And so that's, that's right. what you have when you walk. And so you don't have to walk this out alone. You're not walking out alone um, and just right. be encouraged. But, but like you said, driving people to intimacy, to visualize these three relationships and then put God in that role or in that relationship yeah. is something that I feel like people must do if they want right. to get to this place of intimacy with him. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and so the enemy, all he's got is uh, distraction 
and fear. And, and if he keeps you living out of your head, you know, what God would refer to or scripture uh, as walking by sight, living by logic and analysis. I mean, scripture goes totally in the face of that. You know, you don't you, you don't follow God from from here and and navigate from here. And I'm, I was pointing for those who are, can only listen. I'm, I got my hands on my core, you know, my gut, my heart, uh, my spirit and my head is a processor. I don't throw it out. I'm not a Buddhist. You know, I'm just not, we're not part of all this, you know, everything. We're special. God made us. We're the greatest creation. And but he rescued us. Right. And, and because of that, we have work to do. That's what we get to do back for him is become his vessel. So being like Jesus is not being a teacher, preacher, you know, mosquito net uh, person in Africa or, you know, whatever. It, it, it's it's being exactly who you are from the ground up and learning that and in the, in, then understanding your gifts and then the desires of your heart which is where your gifts need to go. And that breaks down into passion and compassion and all these other things, which, you know, we teach it. It's not a simple, quick thing. If you want to do it, come on, we'll, we'll, we'll walk through it with you. But we had to live it out. And that's what Jesus did. So, so we set the example, we become vessels. We see the father, the way the son sees him. And we have that intimate relationship with him. It's a little different for us because Jesus is the son and we are a son or daughter, but we're in that family. Jesus is not only our king, our savior, our Lord, the perfect lamb of God. He's also our big brother. And, mm. and, and you know, our, he's he's our authority. So we have that in us and we carry that. Well, you know, I, I'm big on asking people, what do you want to wake up and experience every day? I don't like asking what do you want to do, because then it turns into some kind of checklist of, you know, Mechanical. a career. Yeah. So we're talking about experiencing God. And, and, and the way you the only way you can do that is to let him live through you outward to them. So here's another verse. Um, you know, one of the one of the things. uh I wanted to read. I sent out a. Uh, we sent out our text every day in our community. Um, the one from um, yesterday was Thursday. It says obedience begins with rest, not stress. So no, this I think is actually in my book. So no more winking at Jesus from across the room with concerns about our schedule. <laughs> I felt like he was telling me that years ago. Uh, commit instead to rest in His labor and learn to simply become a thankful guest at his table. And it, you know, goes on to, to say, he'll, you know, do this daily and he'll provide for you. But we are the guest at his table. Yeah. He serves us. I know people don't like it. I love this. You picture. better, you better, you better get used to it. We are not inviting him into our house as a guest and saying, come on in and I'll feed you and let me be God. We're saying, thank you, Lord. Yes, feed us, receive from him. And, and so yeah. I'll connect it here and then we can talk through it for a few minutes. Um, you know, the, the probably can guess where I'm going, but uh, John 13, 6 through 12, when Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? 
Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested. You will never, ever wash my feet. (laughs) I can just hear him saying that. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. All right. And then, uh, you know, (laughs) Simon or Peter went on to say, well, then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. You know, he kind of ran out of the stadium with the ball. But, uh, you know, I, I want to go to a little further down. And, and it says when he had finished, because he was doing this to the disciples, he said when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am now that I your Lord and teacher have washed your feet. You also should wash one another's feet. All right. So you take those two verses and what you see is exactly what we're telling you. We're here to receive from God. And, and you got to not only start doing that, but you got to expect that he's going to be good to you. That's what it means to be like Jesus, not carrying it around and saying, I'm just begging for bread on the donkey. That is baloney. That's not what it means to be like Jesus. That's what it means to be like some crippled version of humility. That, that I mean, that's just not that, that's not going to help anybody. So it turns you into a beggar and we're not meant to be beggars. We're prodigal. Come home. We're wringing a robe and a feast. I mean, we are his. You know, it's not about going, I'm a king or a queen or I'm royal. That's a bunch of bunk either. It's about knowing that you were made uniquely and specifically by the living God. And we have those pillars to purpose verses we talk about regularly. Yeah, it's true. And so it's humble, but it's exciting. It's childlike. Right. So now you're being his child. You're being together. The bride, you don't have to have fear. And you're you're and now you're his friend. So so now you don't have to worry about how he does it. You don't have to worry about uh, when he does it. You just know that he will or he'll do it better than you than you hope for. That's your life. Now go out and offer who you are, who he is through you, the specific of you to others. Yeah. I promise you, if you start doing that, your life will it'll explode in the best of ways. And you'll start seeing that your life is changing the lives around you. And, and, and I've been at this a while now, and I'm telling you, this is the greatest thing there is ever will be. There's a, I'm oh, sorry. I didn't cut you off. Yeah, go ahead. No, that's I, all right. The, the, the thing you said there, I want to emphasize this <clears throat> from that place, offer the specific part of you to others. I want to highlight that. Because we've walked with a lot of people who start to get to this awakened place where they're right. letting go. And they're like, oh, right. man, I don't have to strive. And I'm letting go. And they're to a place of peace. And they're just kind of letting everything fall by the wayside. But then right. they don't go and wash somebody else's feet, right? Not not right. physically wash somebody else's feet. Right. And so they're like, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. Or, you know, God, God's going to no, know. Get up and go wash somebody's feet, man. Right. And for you, that might mean... You know, going to lunch with people, you know, mentoring them in your case, just doing it, pouring in, which you did that for years. You know what I mean? When you were never paid or appreciated or any of that kind of stuff, you just did it. Right. It's like people like we have, you know, they go, go do the thing that God's called you to do for people. Right. 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 And and I love I want to go go also to re-highlight what you said about if Jesus comes to your house. This is an old show. 
And is he a guest at your table or is he the waiter? And yeah. so many people right. have the improper view of Jesus that they say, "Go, oh, Jesus, sit down, man. Come on, let me get some. Let me kill. Right. Let me get the food." And he said, "No, you're the prodigal son. I am the father. You right. sit down at my table. Let me serve you." And when that, when people really understand that to the depth of their being, that Jesus does not need you to serve him. He needs right. you to receive from him right. and turn around and serve others. Like. That's right transformational like your yeah. life and the entire view of your christian existence will just go it'll blow up right and then you can go okay we're going to start from the beginning because what i thought this thing is it is not that's right that's right well it, it, and that's why those verses are, are are important because it's such good imagery now i believe this happened but but for us you know we can imagine it or, or watch the chosen or whatever it doesn't matter you got to be able to take the image in and you can begin to feel it in your heart. It's why when we watched the passion, you know, back in 04, whenever the first time it, it just split us in half because we could actually experience yeah. the feeling of it, not just read it in, in ink and paper. So, so read those verses and see, you can see Peter, you know, you can tell he's a good guy. He's got a good willing heart, but he's, he's kind of all over the place. And he's like, uh, uh-uh, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to serve you. And there's a nobility to that, but it, but it's all wrong. Yeah. That doesn't honor God to say, I got it. You know, he's not looking for our advice when we pray. He's, not, he's, he's not, he doesn't, he's not an old lady needs help across the street, right? He is our father. So it honors him when we act like the ones he wants us to be like the, the way he made us to be his children. What do children do? They rely upon their father and they expect him to be good. Yeah. That's what we've got to do. And this will change everything. But Peter, we're seeing the transformation in Peter begin right here mm-hmm. because he loves Jesus. It does. So we're not saying you don't love the Lord. We're saying if you love him, then you have to let him be God to you and fill you up and provide his name's Jira, not yours. So expect it. Don't just beg him. I mean, don't beg him at all, but don't just believe it. Expect it. Yeah, that honors God. It's it's the how and when we get a little patient and, and logical and you know kind of bitchy about it. You got to stop that. Yeah, stand on it. All right, but 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 see how Jesus said, if you don't, you don't belong to me. Yes, that's powerful, right? That's huge. I mean, when you really when you really let that sink in, you don't belong to me. Um, now, I just want to say for for anyone listening, um, anyone that's catching this, go back the last like five minutes. I mean, the whole show is great, but the last five minutes have been like a dissertation in kingdom living and and true, uh, like how it's made to be. I mean, people have to get this into their hearts. And there are so many people right now, Kevin, I think they're hungry, meaning they recognize what they see in the world around them is not the way it should be. It's not right, but they don't quite understand the way it should be. And, and, and they, they're kind of in this middle ground and they get, they get frustrated. They get discouraged. That's where the enemy, right. Can come and snatch them up. That seed is starting to take root. It gets strangled out by the vines. And I just, man, I just want to say this, just like go there, like, Go there, let this in, sit down with this, read this passage about Peter, meditate on this, let the Father open your eyes, pray that he would, pray for more of the Spirit to see this, like get 
all consumed with being hungry for this stuff. And I promise you, it will revolutionize everything about how you approach your days. And uh, it's, it, 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 it's truly transformational. Yeah, it, it, the things that you're trying to undo will begin to fall away from you because they, if God is flowing through you and, and your vessel is, is hollowed out and ready for him it, but, and made in such a beautiful way, specifically, it, all of those things will begin to, to dissipate in your life. And it doesn't mean there aren't struggles, but even the struggles, God redeems them and he he uses them for good. And that's our God. I mean, this is the greatest adventure there is. And it's a fun, wonderful, um, sometimes grueling, but it changes you from the inside out and the outside in. And that's who we are. We're light in the dark place. We're vessels of the living God. We're in the world, not of it. And so none of this is debatable. You might as well just start listening to it and, and chew on it. <laughs> it's not, uh, you know, some smart answer. It's, it's just the truth guys. And, um, and I think your heart will tell you that, but, but, but just to kind of round it off with um, some of those questions we talked about earlier, um, you know, one is how can I be like Jesus when he's literally Jesus that we probably answered it already. Um, we we've got to remember that Jesus Christ, our our God, became a man, a person, um, not so he could try to understand what it was like. Right? I, I, I think some people think that. Right. So that we would understand that we can absolutely trust that He knows what it is to be human. Okay, that it's for us. So. But we have to separate out and make the distinction between Jesus's roles. And we did that earlier. He is God and he gave everything for us. And we don't have to do that. Uh, But what we do need to do is be like the son, the man. You know, and, and and we can. It's like I remember somebody telling me, yeah, but you're always going to be a sinner. You're always going to have debt. You're always going to be a sinner. And I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> that's not true. No. Nope. I remember going into a church with uh, Holly. I don't know. It was like four or five years ago. And, you know, we gave up on this a long time ago. And I'm fine. Bring it. You know, come on, teach me something. I'll come to your church. But unless you do, buddy, I'm going get to get, get out in the water and go eat some fish with my friends. Um, but uh, we we walked in there and this guy's like, now we're all dirty sinners. <laughs> Ollie and I, she looked at me and I looked at her like, uh-uh, we, no, we're not. We're not sinners. People don't like that because they want to earn it. it yeah, I'm not saying I don't still sin sometimes. I do, man. Shoot, I probably did today 20 times. But I'm free. I don't want to sin. I'm free. You're free, Matt. We're free, man. They're in the ocean. And I I see it right over there. So all my sins are out there somewhere. Past, present, and future. So you get up and you live in that freedom. That's what it means to be in him. And he's in us. It doesn't mean there isn't a collision, right? We're imperfect. We can be excellent vessels, just like Mary was not perfect. She was an excellent vessel for Jesus, who was perfect. We can give birth to his perfect will, even though we're not perfect. So 
I'll take any argument from anybody at any time about this stuff because it, it's real, but it's life-changing. And so my heart about it is, is, to, is to get through that. But coming back to the idea that we don't have to be like that, the God who, who was crucified for us. Mm-hmm. He did it to free us. We're not him. We're never going to be him. He's God. But he also became a man to teach us what it means to live perfectly as a human, the way he created us to, to and the way that was destroyed in the garden. Jesus redeemed it. There's no sweat of the brow. It's birds of the air. They're different things. All right. So it's not just a cliche. It's true. All right. So you don't have to be a person who asked me this like Jesus and try to pray harder and figure out where your magic wand is. Better behaved. Yeah. You have to believe God. But you build relationship with God and it trusts you. You learn to trust him and you learn that he trusts you. You become more trustworthy to him and you start seeing what's going on in your life and in the world. And he'll tell you what he's doing. And miracles aren't you, you know, prophesying necessarily or praying over the sick. It's you understand what God's up to. And you sometimes you have to pull on that and bring it into the earth. But you know, we're not going to take credit for any of that stuff, but he will show you. He'll give you the words. He'll give you the mind of Christ. And guess what? When you do that, we're not him, but we're a part of him. We are vessels of him. And what happens is at the, think about a skyscraper or think about an antenna. It starts corporate. It starts deep. It starts with the word of God. It starts with being a, a member of the body. But you're, you're also a specific, unique member. So now when you pull that up, you start building up, what happens? It starts getting more and more specific. So there's only one Kevin Adams. There's probably lots of guys named that. But there's only one with my fingerprint, with my gift set, and a unique combination in this geography in this moment. Same for you, Matt. And if you don't get a hold of this, your purpose will always be just out of reach. Your purpose is multi-level. So it's not just to be a Christian. It's not just to make disciples. It's not just, but it's also to be you. And it means the desires of your heart are included. Now, this is a puzzle. We help you put that together. Like nobody else I've ever seen, we can do this for you. But, you know, so we're not trying to go sell hot sauce, you know, to get rich. We're trying to help people understand that if God's in it, it's, it's done. If you want a part of this, buy our stuff from us, you know, contribute, help us do it. But, but, but the ultimate goal we have isn't to get you to send money. It's to get you to be who you are because God made you and there is no one ever like you. And you're only here a minute, Mm. you know? So, so all that said, you don't, you, you just have to be who you are, which ultimately is a vessel. Jesus will live through you. And it'll come out the shape of you, but it'll look like him. And you'll point to him because there's nothing more satisfying than to say, man, God is so good. Look, you can't not give him credit. You love him. You fall in love with him. And you don't worry about your finances and your future and your health. You don't worry about this stuff anymore. It's why I have divine help. I'm convinced of it. I've prayed for it for years and and, and I have it. And, you know, I don't need financial wealth because i have everything i want now i want some things but god's timing right all right so i'm gonna end that but to be like him is to be go look at the man of jesus look how he treated people 
it's not bubble gum and you know weird stuff we see it is being a vessel in your own unique way so if you love making wood stuff then do make wood stuff and do it with excellence and then go give yourself to people and and god will cover your needs and he'll give you the desires of your heart too so i remember i was telling you got to be rich to live at the beach a few years ago this is essentially what he said i I remember that yeah (laughs) i live across the street from the beach I don't live in a big old house, but uh, I get to, uh, you know, I can see it from my house. So, uh, you know, God's seeing if I'm going to be trustworthy, right? Yeah, that's such <laughs> a good, pi- that's just <laughs> such a good picture, man. That, that, that story encapsulates so much about like the walk that we've walked out. You know, yeah. it's like, you're trying to tell people how God, good God is yeah, and that you have a vision and a heart's desire of living at the beach. And the guy goes, right. I'll be rich to live at the beach. And like your proof, you know, you know, of concept right. uh, here you are. I, I think that's hilarious. So sorry, that was just a little. Yeah. Note. Yeah. Well, it's true. And, and again, it's being an example, no matter if you're the vessel that he made you to be, he made you like he didn't mess up. Yeah. It's the enemy. The enemy can't unsave you, but he can't uncreate a new creation or unring a bell, but he can get us off track. But well, that's because people are navigating out of their head instead mm-hmm. of making their head, not throwing it. You know, we don't unscrew it and roll it down the, like a bowling alley, but we hold on to it. We make it submit to spirit. our heart and our heart is submitted to our spirit. Now we're catching it. Right. And the word guards our view, our physical world. We, we choose the word versus what we see. Mm. And you have to do that. And you have to decide that. Yeah. But God doesn't defer hope or joy or all that. We choose it by standing on what he tells us. All right. And he will always, always come through. So the last question, and we can wrap it up here, uh, is, you know, what's the best thing I can do as a parent for my child or children or, you know, uh, offspring if they're grown up or whatever? We don't just mean little kids. But what's the best thing I can do in the context of what we're talking about? Because your kids are probably, your spouse and your kids are the most important people on earth. And then, uh, you know, so what, what is that? And please feel free to speak to that, but it's in the context of being like Jesus to your family. Right. No, I mean, to to me, the the answer is, is, um, you you just have to to model it. You've got to be the example. They have to see you carrying this out come what may, you know? Right. Um, you know, it's, you said to me one time, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it, which matters more to you, feeding yourself spiritual food or feeding your kids physical food? And um, that was a good way of putting it. That, that was really powerful for me when you shared it years ago. And it was like, man, like if I value feeding myself spiritual food as much as I would value feeding my kids, like then then you've got something there. So that, that that's the way I yeah. see it. Yeah. Well, that's good. And it's good to get your perspective on it. And, you know, I know we share the same thoughts and heart about it all. And, uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's good to have, um, you know, different ways of seeing the same thing. Uh, you know, I, I think that, that I could go on and on about this stuff, but, but, um, one of the things I, I thought I would, I would just read a little bit. Um, one of the things I wrote for my, for my, my daughter and her new husband, Man, they are having a blast in Hawaii. They're coming back, but they're doing zip lines and drinking fruity drinks and 
That's awesome. Yeah, they're just they're so they're peas in a pod. I'm just so blessed. Um, I just uh, they're they're just so good together. And uh, I told him I finally said I miss you. You know, I'm starting to miss you. But anyway, um, one of the things I, you know, I, I I gave a blessing and all that to him. But but I just I said and to your children, show them your love. This is for them, but it's for everybody. You show your children your love. Now, what do most people do before I get into it? They, they think, well, I got to feed them. I got to clothe them. I got to protect them. And all these things are, yes, they're under your stewardship. So I'm not saying don't do that. You know, I, my kids are grown up now. I didn't throw them out the window. I felt like it a few times. But, but, <laughs> but this one thing, I screwed a lot of things up. This one thing I did. And you can see the benefit of it. The show them your love by teaching them that God will always love them more and, and, and hold on to that. I taught my kids that God will always love them more mm. than we do. And I taught them that, you know, my wife and I love each other more than we love them. And people don't like that either. But now they're all married. They got their own spouse. You know, we're not caught up in their lives other than we are here to help and love them. We'll never stop. and We'll always be here for them. But we're so excited that they have their own lives and they'll have their own children. But God is 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 the top and the bottom. He's the Alpha Omega. He's everything. And that right there is the greatest thing. Um, One other thing, lead them toward intimacy with God as their loving father and truest friend, one they can walk with, talk with, listen to, and trust above all others. So intimacy is the key in this whole show today. What does it mean to be like Jesus? It doesn't mean go be a preacher. It doesn't mean, uh, you know, go do this or that or what everyone else thinks. It means you, God made you. You've got to be exactly who you are. But this isn't the new age garbage. You've got to be like him knowing that who you are came from him and it all starts to line up, you know, and I call it the spiritual chiropractic adjustment. So this is what it means. Jesus said, tear this temple down in three days. I'll raise it again. And they, and they didn't know, they, you know, the, the Pharisees didn't know he was talking about himself, but he's also setting the example for us. We are the temple. We are the vessel. We are the city on the hill. God is the light that passes through it. Hmm. over and over we're branches this language all through scripture we have one job it's to be his vessel and to do it in a specific way that he talented us gifted us remember the gift and calling is irrevocable when you when you line all this up and you build it out guess what that's discipleship you help free people and when you do it and i do it and, and so many of these other good people in our community do it together all boats rise and you don't have to be a preacher if you don't want to be a preacher. If you, you know, I know you like, you like, you're good at that. But I say it because everybody has this view of I got to, you know, I'm not ordained or whatever. So what? I love to to weld things, or I love to build businesses. You will disciple through that, and yeah. and no one can stop you. Um, and 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 even uh, I had a guy, uh, you you know him really well, but he's down in Miami right now, and he was, he's in the cigar industry. And he said, man, I had I had a conversation, a faith conversation. He said, I shocked myself. I never knew, you know, and he was talking to a, a Catholic guy. And um, and he just said, man, this is crazy. I said, it's, dude, it's just about being who you are because you're his. Yeah. You know, 
So anyway, that's the idea. Hopefully it's encouraging and, uh, you know, it's not a sermon meant to be, you know, no, it's, it's, it's one, it's wonderful. And, uh, you know, just be encouraged, man. It's, it is good. And and for those who are hungry and willing to slow down and and receive it, it is transformational. And uh, we appreciate those of you that do, um, and, and continue to listen each week. So Kev, man, thanks for pouring out to our listeners and viewers. Thank you guys for checking it out. Um, we're in the process of getting this website, uh, reworked that will be in the near future and uh, look for better ways for you all to get connected. Uh, make sure if you have any questions, you reach out to us, fearless trading company.com. But thanks you guys for listening and uh, y'all have a great week.